you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hi everyone, this is Tony Dow, and today is Friday, July 26th, and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT. As with every episode, we start this one stating that the intent audience for this episode is everybody. So let's just get right into it. So the first uh, news item is the ONC calls for comments on interoperability standards. And as a reminder, the ONC is the Office of the National Coordinator for Health Information Technology. This week, they released a statement on their blog that they are seeking public opinion, input, and recommendations for their ISA, which is the Interoperability Standards Advisory. This is an annual comment period, and they will be seeking comments on the normal interoperability items uh, with some new items as well, including ePrescribe, tobacco use, state and local public health interoperability efforts, and needs for specialty care settings, including pediatrics and opioids. And this will be a great opportunity for all of us to provide our own comments and have ourselves be heard and help shape the standards for the upcoming year. The comment period is actually open until September 23rd, so get your comments in soon. And to find out more, you can visit www.healthit.gov ISA. All right, so the next news item is Ahima, Chime, and more uh, lobby at Capitol Hill to uh, get funding for unique patient IDs. So let's back up a little bit so you get the whole story on this. The United States has legally had a longstanding ban of federal funding into the research for a nationwide patient identifier. This sounds kind of odd, but for HR 2740, there has been a banned federal funding of this because they cited privacy concerns. The Foster Kelly Amendment to HR 2740 uh, changed this to allow for federal funding back into the patient ID research, and this was voted and passed on by the House of Representatives in June. Fast forward till now, the same request is being called upon the Senate. On July 22nd, AHIMA, CHIME, the American Medical Informatics Association, and the American College of Surgeons held a briefing to show the different challenges faced with patient identification and how this can lead to medical errors and issues. So we'll keep an eye on this to see if these efforts uh, sway the Senate. And there's hope since the House lifted the ban not too long ago. So the next news item is American Telemedicine Association names new president-elect. The American Telemedicine Association was established in 1993 and is a nonprofit organization that promotes and advances the telemedicine field through uniting providers, companies, and other healthcare and technology organizations. They just announced that their new president-elect for the upcoming year will be Dr. Joe Kavedar, and he currently serves as the vice president of Partners Healthcare and is a dermatology professor at Harvard Med School. So he has a lot of experience in terms of leadership. Speaking of leadership, this isn't his first rodeo either. He served as the American Telemedicine Association president back in 2004 to 2005 and continued to serve as a board member for many years. Coming back after all these years with much more experience will be a welcome addition to the association and show the evolution of thought processes for the evolution of telemedicine care. And finally, the last news I might have is continued rising costs of data breaches in healthcare. For the ninth year in a row, the healthcare industry has been ranked the highest in terms of cost of data breaches. This year, it costed about an average of $6.5 million, which is more than 60% higher than data breaches that occur in different industries. The report was done by IBM Security and the Poneman Institute, and it also states that the healthcare breaches take much longer than other industries to identify, coming in at about 240 days to identify and 80 days to contain a breach. Security continues to be important in healthcare as more of healthcare becomes electronic and prone to security breaches. 
So before we go, if you'd like to hear more news on healthcare IT, you can check out great curated articles on healthcareitnews.com. It's where I go for daily healthcare IT news to keep myself updated on what's going on in that world. All right, if you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. And I also wanted to plug a great networking opportunity called Pharmacist Connect. If you are familiar with Microsoft Teams or Slack Workspace, think of Pharmacist Connect as a large vetted one through Slack Workspaces. I've met some great colleagues on it, and there's even an informatics space within it as well. You can find out more by visiting PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.